What's happening, everybody, and welcome to episode 57 of the Endless Sales Podcast. I'm delighted to be joined by uh, Francis. How you doing, mate? Hi, all good after, considering after the next result, John. As we were saying on the chat, I thought we were coming on to be all total 100% positive, but yeah. unfortunately not. But, well, like you said, there's, there's positive to take from the night, and I'm sure we'll get stuck into them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just before we start touching on that, obviously, um, this is John. For those of you who were wondering who it is that's actually speaking, Stephen couldn't make it tonight. He's just recently moved into a new house, so uh, all the best with the move, Stephen. I'm sure you'll be back uh, next week. Uh, but oh, aye, so just let's just get into the thicket then. Uh, Real Betis Celtic um, match has just finished. This is obviously recorded on the Thursday night, uh, so by the time you listen to it on Friday afternoon, uh, the match has been and gone, but we've just sat and watched it, Francis. What 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 was your take initially uh, on the actual f- f- final result? Well, it's obviously disappointing the final result, John. Like it's never great to score three goals in any game and not even take a point for it. So for that, it's it's fairly negative. But I think for the first 20, 27, 28 minutes, we were absolutely dynamite, and Batiste looked like they couldn't live with us and stuff. Joe Hart had a couple of big saves. At important moments, but yeah, for the first until they yeah. scored their first goal, we were absolutely we were flying, weren't we? I I thought we were superb the first twenty twenty five minutes, and uh, I think uh, I think we gave them a bit of fright. We rocked them. I don't think they were expecting us to come out the traps the way we did, no. uh, and we were creating plenty of chances. It could, I mean, at one point it could have been three or four. Ah, uh, yeah, um, takes a better touch. He's got a bit. He's maybe scoring that one. That's it. As well. I think there's one as well where he, he cut it back for a Yeti and a Yeti caught it with his heel. Um, um, but again, I mean, we, we were flying uh, for the first 20 25 minutes. Um, and I think over the course of the 90, uh, if you actually look at the performance, um, their goals, they, they scored four, right? And we'll give them credit for the goals. I think some of them, we made a couple of defensive errors. It was silly mm-hmm. defensive mistakes again that have cost us. Um, but they scored four quick-fire goals. But for by and large, the majority of the match, I felt like we were in control, especially the second half, um, or the, the latter end of the second half anyway, um, and obviously pulling one back to make it 4-3. But uh, I just going back then, just let's just take it right back to the start, and obviously that first 25 minutes. Uh, and Ayeti, obviously, the, the man leading the line tonight, but still Yakomakis... Uh, uh, Still not up to scratch, no fit, I believe, is is the reason why not only is he no starting, but he's not on the bench. No strikers on the bench whatsoever. Um, so Ayeti I had to lead the line. Um, we've been quite critical of Ayeti, uh, especially sort of last season, uh, where we didn't think uh, he, w- he was sort of living up to his price tag, so to speak. Um, but as, as we've said in, uh, numerous times off this in our group chat and on this podcast as well, um, I think we believe there's a player in there it's just he needs to get those chances and he needs to take the chances that he's getting and obviously with Kyogo's injury um, he's come in now two games and he's, he's scored three goals so um, what, what was your, what was your thoughts on the first sort of 25 minutes and Yeti's performance during that period? I mean the first 25 minutes surprised me John I'd like, like to say it was there was players in out of necessity playing in certain positions that you you weren't expecting, you weren't, ex- to be fair, I wasn't expecting us to come out flying, but maybe it's kind of the post to away. It just uh, seems to be all, all guns blazing. But I thought Juranovic, yeah, he played left back against uh, Rangers, but didn't seem to, he got forward, but didn't look as comfortable when he was going forward. But tonight, I, 
him and Montgomery really, uh, they really complimented each other and out, out the left and stuff. And yeah, yeah, he was buzzing about his, was that penalty box striker, like William says it a lot, like a, a Gary Hooper type player. And I think the last two games he's, he's shown what he can be. He was a bit start, starved a uh, possession yeah. in the second half, but we'll obviously get that. But for the first 25 minutes, I thought his movement in and around the box was really good. He was uh, he was offering a lot and giving guys something to aim for and stuff. And like he doesn't, I think what let's say it down a wee bit is it, it doesn't touch the ball a lot. But at the end of the day, I'm not caring how many times he touches the ball as long as he scores. Because I think there was a start he touched the ball about 16 times last Sunday. But scored two goals. So I don't I don't care. Like at the end of the day, I don't care how many times just strikers touch it. And he's not the the same type of player as uh, Kyogo, where he's making, he's sort of making the runs into the channels and stuff. So it's it's good to have different types of strikers. Yeah. But obviously, he's maybe getting compared to like guys like Kyogo and, and obviously Edward's not there, but Edward, it's, we can't really compare him with Yakamakis yet because we've not really seen him in a Celtic jersey. But I thought the performance by. The first twenty-five, like the only negative I could pick was sorrow in the tw- first twenty-five minutes. It just, I don't like yeah. really bat on Celtic players, but every time I'm seeing this guy now, I just I'm losing, losing faith in the guy. I just I don't know if it's a confidence thing. I just I don't really see a future for the guy at Celtic. It, it always seems to give us energy. He can't seem to make a wee five ten yard pass and stuff, and he's too eager to get in the tackle. But yeah, yeah I thought for the first twenty-five minutes, so we strolled it. Cameron and Carter Vickers looks a real presence in there. Starfelt looks more comfortable in next to him and stuff. And yeah, Ralston was playing played okay. Never had to wasn't one of his best performances, but he, he had good spells in the ga- in the game. Like he was really good in the first half. Like Yota, I think, is, looks like a real real player. But yeah, it was good for twenty five minutes, John. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, mate. Um, I think the for me anyway, uh, a yeti, um, and and thankfully for me, anyway, um, he's hit the he's, he's kind of he's stepped up when needed. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, like you said, we we Edward away, um, Griffiths isn't there. Uh, yeah. Yakumakis is just in the door. He's not had a chance to actually play yet. So we've only really got Kyogo, uh, and a yeti. Um, yeah. and Kyogo is obviously going to be the number one going forward. Uh, but with his injury uh, and yet he having to step in, um, if you if you were, I think when Kyogo first got injured, there was a concern for me at least uh, yeah. that were we going to see that yet was he going to be the guy to step up and score the goals when needed and be that guy? And um, because if we got the same sort of yeti as last season, um, then we could have been in a bit of trouble because we'll not get any sort of like real threat up front. But I mean, he's 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 came in, he's done the job, he's done what's asked of him. He's, he's, and I think he's been great the past couple of games, yeah. um, and long may it continue. But I think that one of the things we need to to realise as well is, and and in, in, in regards to obviously that opening twenty five minutes, as we say, is where we're flying, and I don't think any has really expected it. But as you said earlier, it's just uh, it's Ange ball, and it, it's the it's the way he wants the team to play, and I don't think teams are expecting it for us to to come out the traps and press them that high at, at that pace right out the gate. Especially away from home in Europe as well, you kind of you don't absolutely. expect a way to start like that. Absolutely, and and it, it, it's it's quite unheard of to be honest. When you when you look yeah. at it, it, it's not something that happens very regular. And that's one other thing to take into this the game. I know a lot of people went and I've 
before we came on and we started recording, you're obviously doing your uh, sort of check. You're, you're going through your socials and you're seeing all the usual stuff, uh, the the usual suspects. Um, but checking various like Celtic groups and pages and that, and there's there's a lot of fans who are disgruntled and there's a lot of people being overly negative. Uh, and I don't think it's warranted personally. Um, I mean, Francis, just when you consider the, the position that we're in, the injuries that we've got to the first team, the guys we're missing, uh, the fact we're playing away from home against a, a top six Spanish side. And it, bear in mind, the only teams that finished ahead of them were Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Sevilla and Real Sociedad, who, by the way, only beat them out wide by what, a point, I believe it was. Sure so, that. I mean, you've got an argument to say that at least one of the top five teams uh, in Spain at the minute. And to go away in a, in a European game overseas um, against a top five team in Spain uh, is going to be a tough ask for any team, far less uh, us who, given if you if you uh, says that we were going to take a a defeat, albeit four, uh, a defeat, but four three away from home against the likes of Betis last season, you'd have took it. Uh, because for me, it, it shows obviously progression. We're scoring goals, which is one of the things that we're missing. Um, but to, as I say, taking that into consideration, the injuries and everything else, what what do you, what do you think? Do you, do you think the, the the sort of negativity towards the result is warranted? Yes and no, I can understand. I've not really I tried staying off the social strong because obviously this reaction video was I wasn't wanting to get influenced by ones and stuff, so I was trying to kinda of be it all my own thinking if you like. So I can understand some negativity like I touched on you score three goals and you don't actually take anything from a game is it's never good. You've got to got to ask questions of your defence and midfield, you've got to is that poor game management, like we say we touched like we'll probably touch on it as poor error. There is good goals in there but it's poor errors on our part on some of them but the positive is we kept going after like the quickness we lost the goals half time kind of maybe came not that we were under a lot of pressure by half time but half time maybe came at a good time we could regroup unfortunately we, we never seemed to do that <laughs> we got yeah. battered with two goals straight after the bat again but we kept on going naturally obviously Batista have got to step back a wee bit because they don't need to chase again but we kept going, stuck in there, kept trying to play our game. So it's positive going forward. But yeah, it's the lack of depth in the squad of duty, a lot of that duty injuries was, was evident when you look at the Bensley. The McCarthy one was more a forced thing in case the, the referee was a wee bit card happy because I don't remember Soro actually making a bad tackle in the second half before he got subbed. But I think it was just one foul away for a red card, just a lot round the way the referee was yeah, happy, yeah. happy to book anybody. So it was just, you looked at that bench and there was nothing we really could do. So I think in that sense, it's can if you can look at a defeat as being positive, yeah, it was because we could have really been turned over, especially at 4-2 and stuff. It could have could have been any score, but uh, there is, there's positives and negatives to take the game. Yeah, the positives of the scoring, getting forward, we were breaking them down. We never, unfortunately, never really made any clear-cut chances, I feel, when we went down to 4-2 where you thought, we should have scored there, like, yeah, Rogic just hit the post, but it's actually a really good strike. He's maybe cut across it yep. too well. He's maybe, could have been doing me scuffing it a wee bit and it's not got enough, it's not got that as much swerve on it to take it towards the post, but I can't remember us really getting a clear-cut chance where you thought he should have scored. We cut them open a few times, but like I say, it was nothing where I think you could lay, lay the blame at anybody saying they missed a sitter or anything, so 
there is positive to take for the game, John, but also it's never it's hard to understand the negativity when you lost four three. Aye, so I, I I would agree with you to an extent, Francis, because me personally, yeah. losing four goals um when when you're away from home isn't unheard of. To, I know, but it's lose, not great. <laughs> no, it's not great. Uh, to go two up and then mm-hmm. lose four goals uh, is even worse. Yeah. Uh, so I can see the frustration in it. But if, if as I said earlier, if, I mean, throughout the course of the 90 minutes, I still feel we were the better side. I still feel we were in, we, we, we had a, a better grip of the game. It was just a case of no creating the, the, the chances we needed or, or taking or converting those chances uh, when they came. Um, but again, and this has gone back to something you just mentioned there, which which is a great segment at this point because the 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 depth, and this is something we touched on during the transfer window, and we still felt there was a number of different positions that still needed strengthening. Um, the window's closed now, um, and we've seen today what difference it can make. Like losing Taylor at left back has now forced us to put three players out with their natural position now. When we saw the team sheet, I think it was by and large it was the the team we expected to see fielded, um, yeah. given what was available. Is um, but it was the actual lineup that surprised me personally. Now you you made a good point off this podcast, um, and you have made on previous podcasts as well. But <laughs> one of the things, <laughs> one of the things I just wanted to touch on was after, and and I agree with you here because I think versatility is a great thing. And the fact we've got players who are able to move into the positions, albeit not their natural positions, but we, that we can sort of rotate them out of those positions uh, shows great versatility. And I think that that's going to be beneficial for us in the long term. Mm-hmm. What did surprise me, though, was uh, the, the worrying thing was that Taylor, it seems, is our only natural left back because Ange clearly does need to have confidence in Montgomery uh, in that position. And I think that was a justified statement to make based on the fact that he moved them up uh, mm-hmm. onto the left wing and moved Juranovic out of right back into left back and then moved Jota for the left wing out to the right. So you've got three players um, out of position, essentially, the night as well. Um, and being forced to make those kind of changes and that kind of rotation uh, on the injury uh, one player, because for me, um, I'd have kept Montgomery at left back, kept Jota on the, the left and moved Juranovic up onto the right wing because he's played there before as well uh, and he's on his favoured side. Uh, that's what I was expecting to see. So I was certainly surprised when I, I saw the, the... Well, I won't go after BT Sports. Uh, oh, I, I, yeah, it was at left. I did take a picture of it because I couldn't believe my eyes, oh, but... If anybody's seen it, it was uh, the play. I might actually just pull the photo up. I need to do it just for a laugh. Let's just pull this up. But I, I couldn't believe it. It was it was honestly ridiculous. Um, but the the formation that they had uh, was heart and goal, thankfully. Uh, but they had start felt out at right back. Carter Vickers. Oh, I never even noticed that. I <laughs> so BT had start felt uh, out at right back. Carter Vickers centre right. Juranovic centre left. Ralston on left back. Uh, Turnbull uh, on the left, Rogic in the middle, Soro on the right, and then a Yeti out on the left wing, Yota uh, up front, and Montgomery oh on the God, right wing. Man. I'm just looking at that. <laughs> hey, that's horrendous. I never noticed it. Is that bad? It was shocking. See, when I seen it, I was like, please tell me this. <laughs> uh, I couldn't believe it. But <laughs> thankfully, that wasn't the case. And, and um, as I said, uh, I mean, taking everything into consideration, again, for me, 
Um, just going back to the original point, the the negativity for me is unwarranted. I understand frustration at losing four goals, especially being two nothing up, uh, and especially losing them in, in succession, quick succession, the way we did. Um, but I think overall, if you're looking at the bigger picture, uh, based on everything that's happening, the, the rebuild, uh, the position we were in at the end of last season, even at the start of this season, um, to go and with the injuries we've got, to go away to a top five, top six team in Spain uh, in European competition uh, and take three goals after them. Um, with the team in rotation the way it is and being as threadbare as it is, uh, it's something to actually take as a, a large positive. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and for me, I think that the result itself uh, was a decent result for us because, if, as I said, I don't think any of us really expected to go away to any of these games at this stage uh, and take three points off all these teams, especially no Batiste. Batiste was obviously one of the strongest teams in the group, despite being in pot three. Um, and the it, it's, I think that if, if you'd have been offered a draw, you would attain it. Um, I don't think any of us were expecting to go here and win. So I think that the result, it doesn't look great. Four, losing four goals is never great, but um, it's 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 just one of those things. Um, you mentioned Sorrow though, and I I think that's a valid point. Um, I want to just touch on Sorrow's performance, and I want to see what you think of this because obviously last season when Sorrow came in, Francis, we were looking at Sorrow and Tumble when they came into the side, as maybe being bright lights in an otherwise mm-hmm. dark season, right? Uh, we saw there was potential in Sorrow. He seemed to be hungry. He was he, he was doing things right. Um, he's come in this season. Uh, he does seem over eager. He's making rash challenges. He's he's no his passes aren't connecting the same. Do you think this is a case? Of maybe is it is it a case? Of he's always kind of been like that, but we didn't see it because last season was so dire. Um, and this season, obviously, we're playing differently. We're we're playing better. Um, and he's just not up to par. Or do you think it's maybe just a confidence thing, as you mentioned earlier? And there is still a player in there. Uh, I, th- I actually never looked it upon it as maybe how you just touched on there, I think that's maybe a good point, how we were that bad last season, we just, we clung on to it, and so it could, it could be that he just, I'm not like saying he played bad last season, because he, he did actually play good, but maybe we made more of it, because of how bad we were, yeah. but I do, I do think it's a confidence thing a bit as well, you've seen when he come, obviously, I don't want a player to look happy when he's coming off, and he did look really disappointed when he came off, and I think, some of that probably is, it. like, obviously, we don't know, sorry, but, he's a professional, he'll know he's not played well and I think his, his image coming off showed that and he's probably frustrated because he knows he's not a first team pick he's getting a chance out of, out of necessity and he's no grabbed it and there probably is frustration in that and that might be a wee bit why he goes into, he was lunging into tackles and that but it is kind of like his game he lunge into tackles, I mean I've said that before he's like when you buy Canty off Wish I just, he's not good but <laughs> it's just like, I don't really want to batter a player, but I just, I don't know if there is a, I just can't see where, where Sorrow fits into the Celtic team now, but it could, it maybe is a lot of it down to confidence, and, or it could be like you say, John, just um, the, what you call it, the fact that we weren't great last season, he was a wee shining light at the time, and because he was a bundle of energy, he had that bright smile on his face and stuff. So it's maybe, maybe it is a confidence thing and that, and he just needs to get feel happy again. But yeah, it's, I just, I, I, 
it's definitely not a first got to be a first pick anytime soon. I don't think if he keeps uh, performing this way. Yeah, I mean, I, I would tend to agree with you. I mean, like you say, he kind of looked a bit dejected when it, I mean, granted, his team were doing four two. Uh, I don't think you're going to come off with any sort of semblance of smile or or anything like that unless you're actually winning the game comfortably and you've had a good game, as you said. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned no way bar players, but then referred to him as buying candy. Halfway. I know, absolute backhandly <laughs> compliment, eh? I know, uh, but I mean, yeah, you're right to an extent because he, he he's kind of he has underperformed, and, and like you say, the, the earlier challenge he got in the game today um, set himself up. Um, and I mean, there was a mo- there was during that after that first after we went up two two nothing the the, the match kind of went a wee bit chaotic, um, and it was just it was getting a bit messy. And you were worried then that is this going to be a situation where Soros then going to get himself red carded and we're going to be doing the ten men, um, which obviously we didn't want to see. And thankfully that didn't harm. But it's always a concern, uh, especially with the likes of uh, uh, Soros because. It, it, like you say, he, he can be brash and a wee bit over-eager when he gets in charges. Um, other players that stood... I mean, Jota, for me, was probably the best player on the park uh, in the set of jersey tonight. Um, I mean, I, I thought everything was coming through him. I thought him and Ralston really linked up well. Rank Ralston had another good game. Um, he busted his gut for 90 minutes again. Um, and, and he's proved that he deserves a place in that team for me. Um, and the uh, obviously Rogic had had a fantastic game, and watching him with the ball at his feet sometimes is absolute magic. Was there any players that stood out for yourself, Francis, or do you have a particular man of the match in the Celtic top? I I would I would go with I would go with Rogic as man of my man man of the match. Man of the match, I don't know what I said there. I would go with Rogic personally for myself. I thought he he had good moments in the game where he was he was Rogic's we were not where he just he couldn't get the ball off him. He would he was taking the ball in and just turning quick and getting away for boys and that I thought thought him and T- I thought Tumble had a, a decent enough game, he looked better in there. And I think although as we said, Sorrow didn't have a great game. I think the reassurance of Sorrow and McCarthy helped guys like Tumble and and Rogic. And that sounds daft when you consider Sorrow and uh, McCarthy have came in instead of McGregor. But McGregor's more of a forward-thinking player and it doesn't really give Rogic and Tumble the sort of a insurance, uh, insurance of a defensive sort of a minded player behind them. So I think Rogic benefited for that tonight. Uh, Yota, mm. I, I wouldn't argue against that. I thought everything good was coming through him. A lot of good was coming through him anyway. And on the right, I thought he tired near the end. You could see he was, he was packing up and he was, I wouldn't say he was reluctant to go by, but it wasn't his first thought to try and run the boy. He was looking for Ralston, who was, as he has been, all, well, forever in his Celtic career, to be fair to him. He's been a willing runner. He, he runs all day. Yeah, definitely. And to be fair, this season he's actually performed really well. I didn't. I think Ralston had some shaky moments tonight, but again, and again, it's one of the ones I'm I've got to cut some slack because it puts in a hundred percent all the time. So there was, yeah, Rogers for me, man, the match. Yota, I think first time I actually properly seen him over the ninety minutes was was really good. Juranovic again, I was I was impressed yeah. impressed with. I think we'll we'll obviously see better off him when he plays at right mid. 
Montgomery, I think he was didn't really. I, I think that he was he struggled a bit. I think out in the left, but and I think that was good in a sense that we didn't have him at left back because Wakim, even though he was forty, absolutely ran for the full fifty minutes he was on, and that could have done Montgomery's confidence if he. He wasn't. He was playing at left back and that, and got done off a forty-year-old at the end of the day. Like, if you put all that, he's been done off a forty-year-old. But it's Wakim. The guy's guy's a fantastic player. He has been for all his career. And uh, so I understood Montgomery playing up there because Juranovic, I think, defensively was more assured. So I think that was maybe good management for Ange playing Montgomery. But he, he struggled to really influence the game out there. But yeah, there was. There was good moments, as I say. Uh, the two centre halves look look like they could build a partnership, but you've obviously got Julian to come Julian to come back into that. So there was there was positive performances out there. Guys looked confident enough on the ball, John. So it was, but Rogic, it was it was good to see the way Rogic played tonight. Nah, definitely. I, I mean, I don't think many people could argue with Rogic either. Uh, but like he says, watching them with the body's feet sometimes. It's just magic to see the stuff mm-hmm. he could do with about his feet, especially for a guy his size. Mm-hmm. Um, to, 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 to he just dances round players, and he, he, the ball just seems to glue his feet sometimes, and you wonder how the hell he managed to to get through players he did. A couple of times a night he managed to keep the ball at his feet, and you're like, how? Um, oh. But again, it just shows you the sort of fight and the dig he's got, um, and the like, the the sort of he was keen to sort of just. There was none of this just falling to the ground and rolling about. He was wanting to get back on his feet and, and try and push things forward and create chances. So I thought he had a fantastic game. And you're right, Juranovic, uh, albeit out of position on the left, had a decent game as well. Uh, another thing, uh, a couple of guys I want to touch on, and you mentioned this earlier as well, was uh, Carter Vickers and Starfield, that centre pairing. Now, you mentioned Julian obviously coming back and what his position uh, within the team is going to be. Um, as it stands at the minute, it looks like the central defensive pairing uh, until Julian does back and he's challenging for that place is going to be Carter Vickers and, and Starfelt. Um, a few years on this podcast, I've been very critical of Starfelt. I've tried to defend him and just telling him game time so he can settle and find his feet. He seems for me to be doing that with each game now. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he, he looked more assured again today. Um, and, and, and you're certainly starting to see what he's capable of defensively. Um it was still a big ask against a team like Batista Knight, and it, it, but it, funnily enough, it, it's in the bigger games uh, of late, uh, the sort of the derby game in this game, where we've seen some of the best performances. And I'm so, um, what you mentioned it briefly. Um, what, what do you think Julian uh, is going to fit into this side um, when when he's back in terms of that central defensive? And bearing in mind as well, you've had you've got um, young uh, Welsh. Welsh on the on the bench who's exactly and uh, I mean it's 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 just a shame even seeing the fact that he's having he's getting hooked mm-hmm. considering he's been solid for us um through all last season as well uh, and um, coming into the start of this season so um, I mean I, I think it's great that we've got new potentially four um that you could play centre centre defence that you could potentially mm-hmm. say it's going to be a strong pair I but what 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 do you, what do you see as Julian's role uh, when he gets back? Well, if I had to answer that, just then I, I would say it would be Carter, Vickers, and Julian. But that's not to have a go at Starfield because I agree since Carter Vickers has came out. Well, just like the last two games, he's definitely looked a better player. He looks more assured. He doesn't look as nervous on the ball. Mm-hmm. 
could be confidence he's just uh, finally getting round to sort of uh, adapting to the style of playing things like that and, and he's playing with a guy that maybe he's got a better connection with just could be one of the ones he didn't didn't have a good relationship with, with Welsh in the sense of playing a playing style and stuff so it's uh, I, I I think Julian would play in front of Starfield but I, I can't the way Starfield's playing it's the two him and Car- Cameron Carter Vickers look really good together and like you say it's, it's a bit unfair of Welsh that we're maybe looking at him as a fourth choice centre half really but then to flip that not that Julian was a, a Postacoglu signing but I understand why Welsh is not playing because the, the two he's playing now are the manager signing so and uh, Starfield was a big money signing, so you you kind of expect the manager to stick by them because he's not want to get criticised and stuff for bringing in a four and a half million pound striker and one of the youth players is keeping them out. So I understand that centre half partnership, but yeah, I, would, I think if it's me, I think Carlton Vickers plays with Julian. But the only thing that worries me with your centre halves, as much as four of them look like they'll be very able coming in, it's just. We really have a lack of pace in centre half because Carlton Vickers doesn't look the fastest either. I just don't think we're that fast in the central defensive position. No, I would certainly agree with that. I mean, there's a couple of moments in the night where you've seen the, the Vickers lack pace, but again, that mm. I, I mean, I, I don't know too much about Vickers in terms of the other games. He's yeah. obviously quite highly regarded. The fact he was even eh, eh, at Tottenham, uh, the fact that um, Bournemouth eh, had a fantastic mm. season, but then by all accounts, I've seen fans screaming for him to get him signed on a permanent basis. Um, and I mean, he's clearly a very capable defender. He's a he's a big laddie. He's he's, he's very strong. He's a aye, looks a good present. Aye, um, but I mean, yeah. he's been out for a wee while, and this was one of the things that a lot of folk were maybe saying. Um, maybe he's not going to get rushed into the team. Um, and this might be a thing as well. He, he's he's no, maybe he's no fully up to scratch fitness wise or anything, something like that. Maybe that's why he's no kind of up to pace yet or up to yeah. speed, so to speak. Um, so I guess it remains to be seen. But there was a couple of moments in the night where he got turned, and you were like. Def- pace is definitely an issue especially if we're going to be playing that high pressure you're going to need your central mm-hmm. defensive parent to get back as quickly as possible so it's definitely mm-hmm. going to be a useful asset there um, but I agree with you uh, entirely I think that the, the thought of having a guy oh, yeah. like Julian back uh, and Carter Vickers uh, in the central defensive parent um, that, 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 that sounds like the best option and again, no disrespect to Starfield because I think he is coming into his game and I've defended him on recent podcasts if mm-hmm. he's listened. So it, it, it's, I, I would agree that uh, Julian still has a place as a starter um, going forward. Um, I think, I mean, we've covered pretty much everything about the uh-huh. game, really. We've touched on everything. Um, just looking at the other game as well, uh, obviously uh, Leverkusen beat uh, Fennec Varos 2-1. Uh, so we're actually sitting third in the group. <laughs> um so, I mean, coming, you've got these other games coming up and based on the away performance we had today, and again, we've probably lost to the strongest team in the league, um, but we've managed to score three away from home. Do you see us um, getting any results against the likes of Ferenc Varos away or a Leverkusen away? I think you've got to be confident against Ferenc Varos away. I think that is the, the potential game to pick up the points that maybe sees you out of the group because you've also got... To, eh, it doesn't matter what European competition in, but you look at your three home games and say ideally we win all them but you win two and maybe draw one if you like but if you always obviously look at a game where you might pick something up away from home and I think 
fair and fair, so I've got to look at that game and look to take six points off the two teams, eh, that team, sorry, in the both legs. But yeah, I, I would be confident at home against the three teams after last night's performance, and you've got to hope touch wood. I like, I like how get... you said last night because you're talking like it's Friday. Oh, by the way, that was totally unintentional, John. <laughs> Autopilot. Aye. Uh, so, what was I saying there? Uh, aye. Touch wood, you don't get any injuries. I think I'd be confident going into the Leverkusen game next week that you, you get a win and stuff, and you might have guys like, I don't know if your Forrest has maybe got to be back, you might have a wee bit more options to pick from going forward in these games. So, yeah, it's, I, I would look at the Fair and Varus away game to pick up three points there and, as I say, pick up six points against them. I think if we have any chance of progressing the group, we need to pick six points up against them. And ideally, if you win your other two home games, barely over the case and can turn us over for a while Because I think if you've got 12 points, surely you go through. Yeah. No, I, I, would, I would agree with you. I think Fering, uh, exactly as you say, Fering Varos is a game we should be looking to take through six points home. Mm-hmm. Uh, victory's home and away. Uh, I'm confident based on tonight's performance but we've got it in us to take points uh, at home against Betis and Leverkusen um, and I mean it remains to be seen whether or no I mean uh, and this is no disrespectful to Leverkusen and I'm not trying to say that we are outstanding by any means but I mean they they, they, they did struggle against Ferenc Varas today so um, it's possible they might be there for the taking as well but I guess all that remains to be seen and like you yes. say if, if we start getting players back and we start strengthening the team and we've got a wee bit more position and depth and we've got actual substitutes we can make because we noticed tonight Ange made one um, mm. was it the one actually? Aye just, just the one, the one? for Soro Aye uh, so it just shows you that even like having players back is definitely going to be beneficial mm. going forward Um so that's that for the, the sort of Europa League game, which is going to be the crux of this sort of podcast, because like I said, it's just a sort of reaction after that. But uh, obviously we've got back to back to business as usual uh, this weekend uh, against Livingston. Um, what, what, just quickly, what, what do you think uh, about the game coming up this weekend? What, what do you see as sort of saying? What's, what's your opinion? Uh, as as a game we really should be winning, no disrespect to Livingston, but you you really should be going going to Livingston winning. But it's it's predominantly a tricky tricky game, especially in the past for us. Of we have struggled going there, and uh, obviously the plastic pitch plays plays a big factor in that. I believe it's a wee bit of a leveler for teams like like your Livingstons. But I think if say if we've got aspirations for this league title, we need to go and win games like this off the back of. On on the face of a poor result in Europe, you've got to you've got to then pick yourself back up straight away and go to a difficult away game and and win. But I, I'm confident we'll win. Maybe not the sort of a big dominant display and stuff, but I, I'm I'm confident we'll win the game, John. Yeah, I'd, uh, I think it's safe to say that. I mean, they've just they, they've not had a great start to the season at all. I think they've just yeah. lost four in the bounce as well, uh, and then uh, obviously. Uh, they have to host us uh, come Sunday, um, and like you said, given the way we're playing, I think there's, there's certainly enough about us to, to to put a few by them uh, potentially. Um, what do you, what do you think the the starting lineup's going to look like? Do you think it's going to be much the same as the night, or do you think uh, things are going to be different? Obviously, it's hard to tell. But what what, what do you think? Yeah, yes, yeah, like you said, John, it's hard to tell. A lot of that's obviously got to fit point obvious out. It's got to depend on injuries, isn't it? But I think going by what I know. And I would have to say it would be 
I think the only difference I think I would have come to Sunday's unfortunately sorrow out the team for McCarthy. If McCarthy's a wee bit fatter, but he may play sorrow because I don't know. Obviously McCarthy's struggled maybe to get up to up to pace and it's not great to try and get a guy up to pace on one of his plastic pitches, so he might just stick with the same team as tonight. I, I can't see many changes, just more down to personnel, John, that's possibly available. I don't know where we are with some of the injuries that could could come back. Yeah. So I think, and I think it'll be McCarthy maybe for sorrow if there's any change to the team. It's uh, a good shout. I think that hopefully, I mean, I'd be interested to know what the issue with Taylor is in this yeah. shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what's the cause of that? Um, how, how, to what extent is it damaged? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if if you're a, like, can I see it? As I say, as I've said before, I'm a big fan of like sort of basketball, and these these guys are playing eighty odd games a season, three or four games a week, and you're you're looking at some of them, and they get obviously it's very heavily based on using your hands and your upper body, um, and it's very strenuous on your legs as well. Um, so is there no something there to like strap them up or uh, like using all that mad or all that tape and uh, stuff like that, mad tape, like, you see, aye. Uh, and, and braces and stuff like that? Because it, it'd be interesting to know the extent of that because it's like as I say, it's the night losing Taylor, and I've been critical of Taylor. I don't think he's he should be the first. We should have strengthened that position, and we should have got somebody in. Uh, we had skills there on the bench. I know he mm, can play he there. Maybe, he maybe could play on Sunday. Forgot about him. Um, but again, it just shows you what the the lack of depth in that one player, essentially. I mean, for by all accounts, Abada, uh, not being there and stuff. It's mm. you've still got guys who can step into that position. Um, but that left back position caused us to move three players out of position uh, to accommodate it. So it, it's 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 a difficult one, and it would just be interesting to see how how Taylor's injury is going to affect him as well going on because he was only just back mm-hmm. but, after doing the same with Scotland. Yeah, it's just it's crazy. But I, I think it's, it's by and large it's going to be a similar line. What, what about the score result? What do you think the score is going to be? I think two 0 John. I think I'll just a comfy enough two 0 comfy enough, comfy enough two 0 Something up two 0 And what, what, what do you reckon about scorers? Who do you think? Is going I'm, to I'm going to think yet he's got to keep it going, and I'll give one to I'll give one to Rogic. I think he's he's due. Got it in him. Ah, he's due. Ah, he's due. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I I was going to be a little bit more maybe Mental. disrespectful to. Uh, <laughs> I I think well I think there's enough about us to 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 put another five by. Like, <laughs> uh, I love that. <laughs> um, I think a Yeti would personally have got a couple. Uh, Rog Yoti's first goal. Um, Rogic tumble. I mean, you could name a number of guys oh. who potentially score. Uh, but I think it's going to be another quick three points. Uh, no, no, no offense to any uh. Livingston fans that happen to pick this up. I know a few myself that might be listening, but uh, he's going to get good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope that doesn't come back to bite me. Uh, um, oh no! But no, uh, Franny, thanks for jumping on with me. I know everybody oh, no, else has been busy and uh, there's a lot going on at the minute. So try to get everybody when they have steady scheduling, getting people on is is difficult. But you're always on hand, so I appreciate that. Um, again, Stephen, um, good luck with the move, mate, and getting everything else sorted. Yeah. Uh, I know that that can be a big transitional period, especially with you moving over for Northern Ireland. So, seems like everybody's doing that because I think is Anthony no moving house as well, or something. 
That's why he's struggling to make it. Ross is actually, he's by the way, he's Ross. I don't know why we're talking about this in the podcast. I'll shut up. <laughs> no, you're right, though. Is everybody's <laughs> you know, you know, stuff going on as well. Ah, well I'm, actually, <laughs> I'm actually waiting on Ross coming to paint it, but he's got a lot on the new. He's got wars and all that knocked down in his house. Just tuned into the end of Celtic's podcast here. I'm not going to the endless decorating podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Willie as well, mate. I know that you're aye. feeling a bit poorly. I hope you hope that uh, you get better soon, mate. But aye, uh, Franny, thanks again, mate, for coming no, on. No it's been good chatting to you. Um, despite the result, um, uh, it's always good to come on here and talk about Celtic as we always do. Uh, to everybody that's listening, uh, thanks again for everybody's support, continued support, all the new subscribers and everybody else that's checking it out. Uh, and again, um, if you're listening on YouTube, Get involved in the comments. Just get involved in the conversation. Leave your thoughts on the match, uh, the, the upcoming game against Livingston, whatever else. We'll get involved. We like sort of chatting to you guys. Uh, and I, I'm not going to bother with the, the sort of Stephen-esque outro <laughs> <laughs> because I always make an ass yet. But uh, just I, a big thank you again, to everybody that's checking us out, and uh, we'll speak to you soon. Hail, hail. <laughs>